This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based Think Tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with the Pledge Radio in Michigan and Lancer Broadcasting. I'm Jolan Asami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. You can subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. We thank you for tuning into America's Roundtable. We thank each one of you, our engaged listening audience via the Pledge Radio, Lancer Broadcasting, for joining us on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. This weekend marks 100 days till the election date on November 3. We are joined by Mark Lauder, who serves as Director of Strategic Communications for the re-election campaign of President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. He previously served as Special Assistant to the President in the White House and Press Secretary to Vice President. It is an honor to have you join us, Mark. Welcome to America's Roundtable. Welcome, Mark. Well, thank you, Joel and Natasha. It's great to be with you. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden unveiled his economic plan in mid-July, announcing new government-funded programs which would be funded by new tax revenue amounting to $3.4 trillion. In order to accomplish this, Mr. Biden promises to repeal President Trump's 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the act that brought unemployment to its lowest rate in nearly a half a century and resulted in record high stock prices, which was interrupted by China's coronavirus. We are basically looking at two opposing tax policy objectives. Trump's using tax policy to achieve higher economic growth that raises well-being of every American citizen and taxpayer, and Biden's using tax policy to achieve redistribution, reducing the growth potential of every American citizen with redistribution which usually benefits politically connected. We are looking at a pie, and we have a choice to keep on redistributing the pie without making it any bigger, with those closer to the political power getting larger pieces or growing the pie so that everyone can enjoy a bigger piece. Mark, what is President Trump's economic plan and tax policy for the next four years if he's re-elected? Well, first and foremost, the the president understands that lower taxes, less regulation creates jobs. We've already seen it work once, and he can rebuild this economy again. Uh, As you mentioned, on the other side, Joe Biden wants to double the taxes that even Hillary Clinton proposed and put all of the harmful regulations that held our economy back when he was last time in office. The president, moving forward, wants to make sure that the tax uh, cuts that he's already passed become permanent, because some of those had to expire because of a legislative loophole. And then also we want to keep reducing regulations, keep taxes down, get more money into the hands of people and businesses who actually do the hiring. It's worked, it's proven to work, and the president knows that we now's not the time to go back to the failed policies of Barack Obama and Joe Biden. We need fair trade deals, we need deals that support American workers, and that includes having a tax policy that's actually competitive and not one that encourages companies to ship jobs overseas. And I'm not sure that our fellow Americans are also aware of the fact that the highly progressive tax, as we have had, is actually proposed, was proposed by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels in the Communist Manifesto. So we have to get to a more flatter rate, which will benefit economic growth. 
No, you're absolutely right. And, and when you have to think about it, you know, every time that we start taking a look at these radical policies that are being proposed by Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, who is a confirmed socialist, and the and the squad, those are bad policies for America. We saw that under Barack Obama and Joe Biden, we had the slowest recovery since the Great Depression. Now, why would we want to give them the keys to the to, again? Because they are already talking about bringing back those policies that put our jobs overseas. Joe Biden voted for NAFTA. He supported TPP. He was a champion of China and believed that they're no competition to the U.S. We don't need someone who's weak on China right now as president. We need someone who's going to stand up to China, whether it's economically or whether it's because of their aggression in the South China Sea or the fact that they actually unleashed the coronavirus on the world and conspired with the WHO to hide it. President Trump is the strong leader that can do all of that. Joe Biden has a history of being weak and owned by, by China. Mark, this past week at the White House, President Trump and his leadership team, including Attorney General William Barr, addressed the grave concerns about the erosion of the rule of law in America and the law and order crisis we face in cities across America, which is adversely impacting America's decent, ordinary, and hardworking citizens, including entrepreneurs and small business leaders who truly want to serve their neighbors and customers during this COVID-19 pandemic, which originated in Wuhan, China. Mark, while some leaders, including mainstream media groups, criticize the president for calling for stronger measures for law and order to be upheld, we can clearly see through the stories shared by decent law-abiding citizens, such as Mrs. Powell, an African-American mother who relayed an emotional appeal at the White House this past week. Sharon Powell shared the story of her four-year-old son, Legend, who survived heart surgery at a young age and was shot and killed recently. This is a heart-wrenching story and one of great many. And one of our guests mentioned earlier that a young African-American male has a greater survival rate serving as a U.S. soldier in the conflict zones of Iraq and Afghanistan than serving and living in an American city such as Chicago, Illinois. Mark, could you kindly inform us about Operation Legend, the efforts to combat violent crime in American cities, and what does President Trump and the leadership team hope to bring back law and order in American cities while upholding our U.S. Constitution? Well, first and foremost, we've got to remember that the problems that have that have plagued uh, many of these big cities have been uh, been a long time making, and it's been under failed Democrat leadership that we have seen you know the violence swell in in New York, in Chicago, in Portland, in Seattle, in Atlanta, and finally. The president has had enough. If these Democrat mayors and their governors will not step up and protect the American people, then President Trump will step in to do their job for them. And so what you see with Operation Legend is that the U.S. government is going to send federal agents in to work with local police to continue doing anti-drug investigations or FBI investigations or use the powers that we have in the federal government to help quell the violence in these neighborhoods. Because President Trump believes it doesn't matter whether you live in a Democrat city or a Republican city, a blue state or a red state, we're all Americans, and we all have equal rights to be able to live in a safe environment. Unfortunately, these Democrat governors have become owned by the radical mobs. You have Joe Biden, who actually calls the protests that we see going on in Portland peaceful. 
Joe Biden called the police the enemy and stands with the Democrat radicals who want to defund the police. We know that's not the answer. And so if these Democrat failed leaders will not protect the people, then President Trump will step in to do it. And we're seeing that starting to happen in city after city. And it's their responsibility. But if they won't do it, President Trump will. In fact, I quote a mother who said, I stand here today as a mother fighting against violence for my son, Legend Telefero. My family and I support Operation Legend, and we want our community and everyone else behind to support this, unquote. And that was Legend's mother, Sharon Powell, words communicated at the White House this past week. We are joined by Mark Lauder, who serves as Director of Strategic Communications for the re-election campaign of President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. Mark, thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable this weekend. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. is an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit. I'm Joel Anansami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit.